How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today we are jumping into an episode dedicated to giving and receiving feedback. I've had several conversations about the word feedback recently, so I thought I would dust off my HR hat and share some thoughts and guidance. This can be helpful for you in your job search and throughout your career. I feel really lucky that early in my career, I learned all about giving and receiving feedback, and I've used it throughout my career to this day. So we're going to start with a quick personal story about feedback I recently received, then talk through three types of feedback and examples of each. From there, I'll jump into specific guidelines for giving and receiving feedback, And then we're going to wrap up with three excellent open-ended questions to help you ask for feedback. So let's get to it. Quick story. As you know, I'm fairly new at podcasting and it still feels nerve-wracking every time a new episode is published. I'm always worried about what people are going to think, if the audio is clear enough, if I'm talking too fast, all the things. And recently, a colleague who I worked with a long time ago, one of my first professional jobs, sent me a message on LinkedIn to let me know that they listened to my podcast and if I would be open to hearing their feedback about my podcast. Immediately after I received this message, my heart started beating, I had a pit in my stomach, and I thought that they were going to tell me all kinds of terrible things that I should improve, and I began this entire story in my head. So much so, I wasn't even sure if I was going to respond to their message. But of course, I wanted to hear what he had to say, So I responded and we set up a catch-up call. This call ended up to be super fun and the feedback he shared was about two particular episodes from the very beginning. They were the two episodes about breaking the traditional rules of careers. And he wanted to tell me how those two episodes helped his wife 
move closer to making a career change that she had been dreaming about. It was nothing even close to what I was imagining. So at that moment, I realized the word feedback can have a strong negative connotation to it. At the same time, as a former HR leader, I've learned firsthand that giving and receiving feedback is a game changer for amplifying your career. And when it's done correctly and with the right intentions, it can take your career to the next level. So as I mentioned, for some people, myself included, feedback can cause an emotional reaction, stress, anxiety, those physical symptoms of the heart pounding, stomach clenching, all of these terrible feelings. Many of us see that feedback as a negative or it's pointing out our flaws. But in its simplest form, the goal of feedback should always be the same, which is to support and help someone achieve success. When it's done with intention, Feedback will help you recognize blind spots and ensure you're on track to meet your career intentions. So let's dive into the three different types of feedback. The first type of feedback is appreciation. So appreciation connects and motivates us. Fundamentally, it says, I see you. I know how hard you've been working and you matter to me. Praise and appreciation leads to intrinsic motivation, which is the energy to double down on our efforts and do whatever it takes to get the job done. This form of feedback is critical for building a high-performing team. So think about a time in your career where your manager maybe praised you for a job well done. How did that make you feel? It likely boosted your confidence and helped motivate you to continue your performance. This is the type of feedback that my colleague from way back when wanted to share with me about my podcast. Or maybe you can think about a time when you gave appreciation feedback. So taking a moment to congratulate somebody on a job well done, that can boost your mood just taking a minute to give somebody some type of appreciation or praise. I remember leading somewhat of a high-stakes project for one of the companies I used to work for. And during a team meeting, my director took a moment to give me appreciation feedback in front of the entire team. Now, other than the fact that I probably turned 10 shades of red because I get embarrassed with things like that, Although he thanked me for my leadership on the project, acknowledged the work we put in to ensure its success, he complimented me on my communication skills and saying that my ability to keep everyone informed and engaged was an integral part of the project's success. So receiving this appreciation feedback made me feel valued and motivated me to continue. So this feedback's positive impact helped to build my confidence and demonstrated the power of appreciation feedback at work. One of the watchouts here is empty appreciation. So saying good job to somebody without being specific on what was good 
can come across as disingenuous. So you just want to make sure that when you are giving somebody appreciation feedback, it comes across as being specific and genuine. Same thing if you're receiving this type of feedback, you can always ask, hey, what did I do that was good? (laughs) And make sure that you understand that and you can continue those behaviors. Overall, appreciation can be exceptionally motivating and helpful to move forward in your career, whether you're giving appreciation feedback or you're receiving it. Now, the second type of feedback is coaching. Coaching is aimed at helping somebody learn, expand their knowledge, their skills, and their capabilities. So when you ask your manager for more direction, you're asking for coaching. Coaching is also an opportunity to address feelings, which helps to balance and strengthen relationships. So for example, I recall a situation in my eight to five job where I was working on a company-wide system launch. I was responsible for the entire strategy, including developing the training content, deciding on the timing, learning all the different various types of audiences and how they were going to use the system. Needless to say, training 300 plus colleagues around the world on a new system was completely nerve-wracking. And I'm not the best with systems. So this project was definitely a stretch project for me. I also had a new manager at the time. But I will tell you that the project rolled out and everything went well because my manager gave me detailed coaching feedback about the strategy, the training content, the launch timing. And she also asked really thoughtful questions that allowed me to generate a well-thought-out plan. This also quickly built our relationship, and she was one of my most favorite managers to this day. So her coaching feedback was invaluable to the success of the project. The final type of feedback is evaluation. So evaluation feedback is an assessment of your skills and abilities against a set of standards. So evaluations align expectations They clarify if there are any consequences, and it helps to inform decision-making. So typically, evaluation feedback is provided to correct behaviors after continuous coaching. So let me give you a hypothetical situation here from my perspective as an HR manager. So let's say that Tom is a sales representative who has been with his company for a year. And Tom's manager has been monitoring his performance for several months and noticed that he consistently struggles with meeting his monthly sales targets. So after providing Tom with coaching, his manager decides to give him some evaluation feedback. So during this review, his manager tells Tom that his sales numbers have consistently fallen short of the company's expectations They provide specific examples of where Tom missed his sales targets and explains how this impacts the team and the company's bottom line. So he outlines the consequences of failing to meet sales targets, such as potentially losing clients or missing out on team bonuses. So this evaluation feedback helps Tom understand the expectations the company has for him and the consequences of not meeting those expectations. 
It also gives Tom a clear understanding where he needs to improve and what actions he can take to succeed in his role. So by providing evaluation feedback after coaching, Tom's manager allows him to correct his behavior and improve his performance, which benefits both Tom and the company. So now that we've covered the goal of feedback and the three different types of feedback, let's talk through the guidelines for giving and receiving feedback. Starting with giving feedback guidelines, there are eight of these. So guideline number one is to examine your intentions. You want to ask yourself, will this information truly help the person improve? Your purpose and intention is going to affect the way that your message is delivered and received. So you want to just check your intentions before you give somebody feedback. Guideline number two is to lead with questions. So feedback should be a dialogue, not a monologue. So beginning the conversation with a few questions can help the other person feel like an equal part of the conversation. So you could ask the other person's perception first. So two questions that I always like to ask are, what went well? And then the other one is, what would you do differently next time? So leading with these questions invites a conversation and brings the person into the dialogue with you. Guideline number three is to maintain the person's self-esteem. So think about how they would want to receive this information. Or if you were the receiver of this information, how would you feel? So you can put yourself in the receiver's shoes and think about how you would feel listening to that feedback again, with the intention of improving their performance and maintaining their self-esteem along the way. Guideline number four is to be specific. So describe the behavior and the impact of the behavior in detail. So you can offer feedback about a behavior and the results that you've observed. So you can use the word I rather than we when you're being specific. So these statements are going to showcase that you've taken responsibility for the perceptions and the feedback. And it also avoids the receiver thinking that you've talked behind their back. So you want to give really specific details about the feedback. Guideline number five is to focus on the performance, not the person. So describe the behavior and the performance without judgment. And you really want to focus on the what, not the who. Guideline number six is to check for understanding and suggest alternatives. So the person should come away from the interaction with a clear idea of what changes need to be made, if any, or what they should continue to do if it's appreciation feedback. And remember that you can ask questions. This can be a dialogue. So you could ask a simple clarifying question such as, you know, does this resonate with you? And make sure they understand the intention and the actual feedback you're sharing. Guideline number seven is to provide feedback within 24 hours. So when it comes to appreciation or coaching, immediate is best. I always like the saying, if you spot something, say something. If you're providing evaluation feedback, 
I suggest avoid waiting until the behavior results in an undesired outcome. So giving feedback is going to be a lot harder if you wait to give feedback on an undesirable behavior that you've previously ignored. So if you continue to ignore something and ignore something and then decide you're going to give feedback, the person's going to be a little bit confused as to why you waited so long to give that feedback. Guideline number eight is to end the conversation on a positive note. So offer support, offer alternatives, give thanks, and let the person know you're there to help them. So now that we've talked through the eight guidelines for giving feedback, let's talk about five guidelines for receiving feedback. Guideline number one is to listen to everything that's said. So listening carefully is going to reduce the chances of any misunderstandings. So you might want to even repeat what the person is telling you to make sure you understand. And if you have a question, instead of interrupting, maybe just make a quick note until it's time for you to ask additional questions. Guideline number two for receiving feedback is ask for specific examples. So I kind of mentioned this before. But if you're unsure of the feedback that you're receiving, ask for clarification. Remember, it's not about who you are. It's about what you do. Guideline number three is to avoid being defensive or blaming others, especially if you're receiving coaching or evaluation feedback. It might be tempting to get defensive and explain yourself, but I would encourage you instead to listen ask clarifying questions, and reflect thoughtfully on what you heard. Guideline number four is to use what works for you. So you might receive feedback that doesn't resonate with you. And that's okay. Take what works and leave the rest. So I have a few kind of sub bullets here. So when you're receiving feedback, consider the source. So is this somebody that you respect? Understand the impact of implementing the feedback. So is this going to be a quick and easy fix? Or is it something that would take an entire project plan to complete? And then finally, think about the frequency you've heard the feedback. Is it just once or is this a pattern that has come up? So these are all types of things you can take into consideration as you determine your next steps. And then guideline number five is to thank the person for the feedback. The person sharing the feedback with you cares about you. They spent time to prepare and share this information with you all to support your career development. So be courteous and appreciative of their time and thoughtfulness. So those are the five guidelines for receiving feedback. As a bonus guideline... If you're in a leadership role, you might want to consider different ways to incorporate feedback into your regular one-on-one meetings. So I remember leaving a few minutes at the end of every conversation and asking for feedback to support my team members. This is a super easy way to just make this part of how you get work done. And remember, the goal of feedback is to improve performance or improve a project. So now, if you're working in an organization where feedback is not part of the culture, or you would like feedback on your job search or a project you're working on, I would encourage you to ask for it. Feedback can provide valuable insights for you. 
one of the best ways to continue learning and growing in your career is to regularly seek out feedback and build it into your heart-based job search or career development plan. Now, I want to talk through three excellent open-ended questions to help you ask for feedback. So question number one is very simple. They're all very simple, actually. If you had to make two suggestions for improving my work, what would they be? Or if you're job searching, you could say something like, if you've had to make two suggestions to improve my resume or my LinkedIn profile, what would they be? Question number two, how could I execute my projects more effectively? Or if you're job searching, how could I execute my networking strategy more effectively? And question number three, the simplest of them all, is how can I do a better job? And this question applies to anything that you're working on. Now, if the word feedback is still giving you pause, another way to think about it is to swap the word feedback for the word advice or guidance. This slight change from asking for feedback to asking for advice or guidance can transform your mindset and maintain the intent of the conversation while still giving you the information you're looking for. So the bottom line is, although the word can have a negative connotation, feedback can take your career to the next level if you're open to receiving it. And when you remain open to accepting this valuable information, you'll quickly boost your career development. So I'm going to leave you with a quote by Stephen Covey, who is the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he says, it takes humility to seek feedback. It takes wisdom to understand it, analyze it, and appropriately act on it. I hope you found this information helpful. And if so, I have a gift that will help you take it one step further. I have a giving and receiving feedback download free gift for you. So you can grab that in the show notes if you'd like. That's a wrap for this week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please consider recommending it to a friend. I'll talk to you next time. 